Have you ever wanted to influence others to shift their behaviors, ideas, or actions without playing power trip games? If so, listen for the next hour. Welcome to TFR. This feels right with your host, Joel Silverstone. You'll learn the tools and concepts to influence others with everyone involved maintaining their respect and understanding so it doesn't seem like it's all one way. Now, here is Joel Silverstone. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to TFR This Feels Right. Before we jump in, let's say hi to our first guest, Lila Smith. Lila, are you with us? I'm here. Hi, Joel. How are you feeling today? You know, I feel a lot of things all the time. I've kind of always been this way, but I've been using an app called Youper, Y-O-U-P-E-R. This is not a sponsored mention. <laughs> I just I just really like it because it helps me to track exactly what emotion I have in one moment and then tie that back to the factors contributing to it. So I actually just logged how I'm feeling and I'm feeling grateful and the factors contributing to my feeling of gratitude are friends. Lala, that is, thank you so much. That is the best answer we've ever had so far. (laughs) How are you feeling? (laughs) Well, you know, I'm an overachiever, so I like to be at the head of the class. (laughs) Well, I mean, you would give, you would give definition to what small talk is, right? For sure. There's no such right. thing as small talk, I think, with you. Yeah, no, only small talkers. <laughs> I like that. Well, welcome to TFR again. I'm your host, Thank Joel you. Silverstone. Yeah, well, I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Um, and for over 20 years, I've been helping people in business and sometimes in life to be more influential, being able to use their communication skills. So what that means is they're able to speak to the emotions and the logic on to get engagement from the other people. Uh, our show is focused on the emotions. That's our first reaction, our gut instinct and that's the point where we ask ourselves does this feel right well listeners you're in the right Mm -hmm. place if you want to learn from leaders coaches speakers sharing their examples and their perspectives on how they are able to influence behaviors ideas actions and not be manipulative uh today's show we've got uh, lila smith here and we've also got kim sneath who is the uh, clutter coach but first let's start with uh, lila smith and our topic today is about uh really getting through that clutter and really being able to connect with ourselves and those around us really being able to let go feel more confident and make those decisions. Uh, And Lila and Kim are going to be sharing with us the steps and mindsets, techniques on how to really genuinely connect with others and connect with ourselves. Lila Smith is the creator of Say Things Better. And what that is, is a five-step method of intentional communication. Uh, And this method comes from Lila's vast professional experience in the theater and as an actor about how to activate that intention through all ways of communicating. And one of the reasons we're excited about having Lila as a guest today is the uh, the symmetry here with This Feels Right, which is how do we influence others without manipulation. And Lila's yes. objectives with Say Things Better is achieving your objectives and helps um, and how you can help your communication partners with their objectives. So Lila, is this is this right as your bio? Is that correct? Yeah, that's dead on. I mean, we've all had very full lives with lots of things that we can talk about. But I think that you mentioned the things that are the most relevant to your audience, which is step four and three of the Say Things Better <laughs> method, which we'll get through. But yeah. mostly it's just, look, there are so many things I could tell people about myself. But what they want to know is what do I do? Why does it matter? Why should they trust me? And what are they about to listen to? So you're mentioning only those things now. So the clarity of the content is something you've, you've already succeeded at. 
But I also hear the, you know, beyond the content, the intent in your voice. I think we share ethics and we share this view of not being manipulative because you don't have to be. No. You can always connect with somebody and then either get a yes or get a no or move on to the next person who might be that next yes. But either way, connecting as human beings should be priority number one. Yeah. So, so here's so I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that. And thank you for agreeing on our ethics. Absolutely. Uh, so, what is and everyone's got different versions of this. But what is intentional communication then? Intentional communication to me means that you are you're you're in this room. What I call a communication event that could be an email or a phone call. So this sort of you know metaphoric room. Mm-hmm. that you're in with somebody else. And when I was in theater, that was a stage and the stage was the metaphoric room. And it was a symbol for this room in a story that was very real. Four walls, ceiling, floor, and a set of circumstances. And here in, in our lives, we have those stages everywhere. We have these communication events. But how you choose to handle them is a matter of intention. So you know the content of what you want to say. Mm-hmm. You, being intentional about choosing which pieces are relevant to the other person is part of what I do. But the most important part is the way that it feels. To make it feel right, <laughs> it has to come from your own true values. And I, I heard you before when you were like, what's that gut response? What's that yeah. gut? What's your gut telling you? Yeah. Does it feel right to be around this person? And that's a huge part of it too, your communication partner and qualifying whether or not you should actually care about what you make them feel. Or do you just put up some nice, helpful boundaries that limit their impact on you and your life? Intentional means I choose to connect and it also means I choose not to. I choose to protect myself or I choose to connect with this person. And knowing why you choose to connect with that person, starting with everything that you help your listeners to define about what's, what feels right is a great place to start. And then how you make those people feel, that's really the most important part of what I do. Because we can make people feel all kinds of ways mm-hmm. when we are triggered or we're upset or we're pissed off or something. But, you know, or, or we are focused on um, like a money issue that's making us feel desperate. We're not our best, most intentional communicators in circumstances like that. So having a method, having tools to still be able to connect, still be able to communicate from a place of what your true values are. That's where I think intentional communication helps us to stay mindful of the impact we have on others. Lada, absolutely. Being present uh, with that person and why you choose to connect with them. And uh, as you just uh, said at the last part, is a love has got to do with our, with our own values and, and how that ties in with the other person. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I definitely agree. And I, and I was just watching one of your videos on LinkedIn and, and you're talking about, you know, one way to connect with ourselves and one way to connect with someone else. Um, and, and part of this maybe around the values is listening. So let's talk about yeah. that for a second. Tell me a bit more about that. Well, as an actress on stage, I spent thousands of performances listening to other people. And it's usually not my line. Mm -hmm. And even if it is, even if it's my line, we aren't ever talking without trying to check in and see, is this landing? 
Is that other person hearing me? Are they getting what I have to say? How do they feel about this? It's constant that we are looking at the other person and trying to take in how they feel about what we're saying. Well, that's one kind of listening. Another kind of listening is the spontaneous just being open to the fact that we could very well be wrong about what we think their response is going to be and that we might stand to learn something in any given moment, including when we're talking, but especially when other people are. So being open to listening to even the smallest little details can give us clues into what's really important to the person that we are communicating with. You know, online now, um, I used to work in e-commerce, so I still use Mm -hmm. these references all the time. You can look at somebody's web behavioral data. You can see, you know, based tied to an IP address, tied to an area, in general, what are most people doing online at around 9 p.m.? What are they doing at 11.30? Do the kind of websites that they visit vary? What does that tell you then about their behavior? And what does that tell you about their objectives in those moments? And then you can tailor your communication accordingly. But you have to first be willing to listen. What are they doing? What are they thinking? It's being curious, being open to what that looks like. Yeah, you know what's scary about curiosity is that apparently as we get older, we become less and less curious. So that's <laughs> that's something that's yeah. quite frightening. We heard one story about a cat that got killed one time, you know, and <laughs> we <laughs> get to turn off our curiosity. It's true. But I think listening does come from, it comes from curiosity. It comes from just being open to the magic yeah. of what can happen in a moment. We were in on stage doing these uh, different plays we could perform the same story that was scripted every day for a year uh, and the audience would still feel like it was happening for the first time. And that's just because it is happening for the first time every time it happens because the circumstances always change. There's never been a moment like that before. There's never been this audience before. There's never been this energy in the room. And each actor brings to the story their own new context every time they perform it. So something always changes from one performance to the next just because of the humans that are telling the story on the stage. So it trained me into a lot of very active listening and being present and being patient and allowing that magic to happen. Patience, that's a good one. Uh, the, yeah. the, the acting training is is really so important for people to be, uh, where people can learn from that, I think, is, is what you're saying is, uh, and how to listen. But it's that ability to be, that actors have to be show after show. And if you're doing a show on Broadway, it's, you know, you're doing 12 shows a week or something like that. You're doing a lot of shows. So it's, it's but it's a new audience every time. So the actor has to really be focused on uh, delivering those lines as though it's the first time they're delivering and hearing the lines from the other person as though it's the first time they're hearing it. Um, so let me ask you this now, because I think that's, that's a really good point. Uh, I want to just switch gears here for a second. We're going to go into uh, improv your communication styles in, in just a second. Okay. Uh, but, but I love the names that you come up with, uh, you know, which is, uh, for example, <laughs> the name of your company, Say Things Better, three words. Uh, oh, your, my goodness. <laughs> your Instagram handle, Lila Loves Lasagna. <laughs> uh, Lila Lasagna. Uh, so Lila Lasagna is a nickname of mine uh-huh. that was given to me by a bunch of people at Connect etiquette free Shakespeare when I was in Much Ado About Nothing in the summer of 2008. It was the lasagna summer because my apartment was kind of the default party apartment. After rehearsal, everybody would come over to my place and with 20 actors in my apartment, 
you make a lasagna, you know, right. <laughs> a lot of people, I make a good lasagna. And so people started calling me Lila lasagna. So Lila lasagna is my Instagram and on Twitter, which I never use, but it's, uh, it's funny because that nickname was given to me by other people. And so was say things better. I didn't, okay. I mean, I chose it as the name for my company, right. but I didn't come up with it at all. It's just so ironic. Cause I name everybody else's things, but that's what people say that I do. Well, there you go. You are you are listening, right? So you you yeah. you are open to what people said, and you and didn't dismiss look it. What I found. That's perfect example. <laughs> that's that's perfect. And you know, ever since you and I have been in, in contact, uh, I was never I, lasagna was never on my radar. But now I I'm like always like looking for the best lasagna. <laughs> so oh, it's at my house. You're I, always welcome. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's let's uh, we'll continue this in a second. We're gonna take a, a little uh, break here, which we like to call improv your communication style and uh, normally I lead it but uh, uh, Lila it sounds like you've got something really interesting that we could try so yes. what we'd like to do here is we've got like a 60 second um, exercise that we could do that's really going to help us in in listening and being more open and a lot of things that we spoke about so I'm, I'm curious to hear what you've got for us today. Okay, so if this is 60 seconds, this is the perfect amount of time to completely transform your communication. This is irrevocable. You can never go back. You can never unlearn this once you learn it. So I'm going to give you a line. You are the actor. Your line is, here is a taco. Okay. Here is a taco. So are you off book? Have you memorized your line? (laughs) Yeah, hang on. Let me just warm up my voice. Peter Piper, pick the back of pickled peppers. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. Here is a taco is your line. This is the content of the information that you have in this communication event. Basically, there's a taco and you're saying here it is or here you go or whatever. Here is a taco. That's your line. That's the content. Now, the intent, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give you a set of verbs one at a time and I'm assigning you your intention. Give me your line with the intention to comfort me. Okay, great. Here's a taco. Beautiful. And now give me that line with the intention to intimidate. Here is a taco. Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) And now give me that line with the intention to energize. Here is a taco. Woohoo! Taco time. (laughs) So that's it. Great. You can always choose. You can always set your intentions. How do I want to make that person feel? And now I'm going to go and do it. It's an acting trick. It's verb your values, which is the fifth step of my method. And you can always choose whatever the verb is that you want to use that reflects your values. How do you care to make other people feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is uh, this is a keeper. I I love that one, Lila. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that. Uh, yeah. If that's okay. Yeah, with credit for sure. Uh, and then I think we're now everybody now we're now we're now we have now we have lasagna on our mind now we have tacos on our mind as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so let me ask you this: as we're talking about acting, and this was this was uh, lovely. Uh, I know you have you you know you had a lot of experience as as an actress. So just out of curiosity, is there a, a part like a, a play or a movie that you um, uh, a character that you always wanted to play uh, didn't have a chance to do, it, or maybe you did get a chance to do it? Oh, that's so funny um, that you ask. I just was putting together sort of a dummy resume for myself mm-hmm. uh, and because I've been now not working in like a job job. I've been working for myself 
And I was like, what do I put in a resume now? And I used to have, you know, a two page professional resume with all my accomplishments Mm -hmm. in the corporate world. And I had a a one page resume that I would always adapt whatever I was auditioning for, for all of my theater stuff. And I was trying to put on this current resume, well, I'm retired from acting, (laughs) but if anyone is casting for the Eva Cassidy musical, the story of her life, her music, and her leaving us far too soon, you I will talk to, and you I will send my theatrical resume to. (laughs) So I was kind of putting a note in there. It didn't make it because of just space limits, but that is my dream. I love the music of Eva Cassidy. She did all these covers of of songs in a in this just gorgeous jazz vocalist. And she died too young and mm. she was around my age when she did. And sometimes people have said that our voices can be similar on some songs. Mm-hmm. So I consider that very high praise and I would absolutely consider coming out of retirement to play that specific role. Otherwise, I'm already in the role of a lifetime. Well said. Well, so it sounds like you're actually semi-retired. You're you're open to the Eva Cassidy opportunity. Yeah, and also, you know, I can be bought. Everyone has a price. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, and now on LinkedIn, that's another place that we can find you. And you've got you've got your own show there going live with Lila. So tell yes. tell us a little bit more about that. Live with Lila uses my beta access to LinkedIn's live video feature, which Mm -hmm. has not been rolled out to everybody on the platform yet, but I was one of the early video adopters. And I used it to create this network, this community, this brand for myself, and to share my own experience with others in a way that I thought was scalable to to say, I'm thinking this, now you all have to listen to it (laughs) or watch it. So I have this live video feature, and what I do is focus on real life and real business examples of intentional communication. I go through with different kinds of leaders, people who have something important to say, and I help them to get that message out, and I go through what's working, what the challenges are, and what's interesting about the communication elements of their story. Yeah, um, and and you've got quite a quite a following. I think you've got like over thirty five thousand followers on on LinkedIn. Is that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, twenty something what, thousand are connections. Yeah, uh, and then I have these other people who are just following, but the those people have given me so much opportunity to explore my own ideas to mm-hmm. do the work that I care about so much doing communication training workshops, doing speaking engagements that people have found me on LinkedIn and have invited me to go get paid to do what I love Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs who find me who want to get clear on their message. So other people will know, Oh, this is exactly what they do. And this is what it feels like to work with them at scale. And those people, those 35 something thousand people who are following me, they're the ones who make this possible. I, I bring the work, but they bring the enthusiasm. They bring the groundswell. They are they are the lifeblood of say things better. Well, 
a lot of, and a lot of it's got to do with your your courage and your vulnerability to to not worry about perfection and, and to to as you say to almost beta test everything that you're doing to just go out there and mm-hmm. I know you put a lot of work into it it's not like you're improvising you put a lot of work into it it's but it starts I guess with that intention that you're going to um, a belief that people can say things better people that can be commu- better communicators and uh, be more open and be more curious so then I so I have this question for you then which is um you know you talked about getting clear with the message so how how do we know the message that we're trying to say uh, or how do we know the story that we are trying to say well some people know already Mm -hmm. uh this is a thing that's important to me i want to make money from this or this is going to in some way serve the impact that i want to have on the world some people already know but if if people don't know then they got to start with what feels right if, if you just are being present to your own responses throughout a day and you want to see, is there something that I care a lot about? I'm not sure. I'm, opinions are. Or you feel that you've been silenced for so long that no one will care. You have to be the one to care first. You have to be the one to care about your own opinions and perspectives first. It's not going to come from an external validation. It comes from your own internal gauge of what feels right to you. And what feels right could also be, oh, this feels wrong. This Mm -hmm. feels so wrong that I have an opinion about it. This Mm -hmm. feels icky. This makes me feel blank. And when you start filling in those blanks and start articulating how you feel about something, then you can start asking yourself, why? Why do I feel that way? Is there something in my life that has given context to my response? And is that context an opinion? Is that context expertise? Is this something I could share with other people? And so you start honing in on a feeling and breaking it down into what do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. I think the challenge for a lot of people is, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, geez, the challenge for a lot of people is is they don't necessarily have that that courage that that you would have to to say, you know, this is how I feel, and and I'm going oh, to ask myself yeah. this question. So, well, um, let me any talk about courage, yeah. yeah, for a minute, because I also heard you say like, oh, you're so, you know, let's just test it and see what happens, mm-hmm. and you're not over. And and that it's actually not true. I'm mm. a crazy person. Mm. Um, and like what I go through to be on video, you would like you'd put me in the corner with a cap on my head and slap my hand with a ruler if you knew what I was doing to myself before I go on video. Mm. I stack books up underneath my computer to get it at the right angle so that I won't put my face down. And and I have to have the light hit me at a certain way so that I feel it's enough and I have to control my environment and the audio and everything so that I feel that my message won't get lost and I obsess about it and I Mm -hmm. go a little nuts and so I do have to be intentional about saying it's not say things perfectly it's say things better and to say things better you have to start by saying them at all you start with baby steps you start with yourself Start with understanding what's important to you. You can be mission motivated and that will get you over craziness like I have. You know, I've got this anxiety about being on video Mm. and I'm on video all the time. Mm -hmm. People have stage fright who still go on stage. We can have these these awful feelings of dread and self-doubt and still intentionally move forward when the motivation is really there. 
when your, your mission is moving you. Yeah. So understand what that is first. It will get you through those moments of fear. I have them just like anybody else and sometimes mm-hmm. even worse. And it's one of the reasons why I never did film because I get so nuts about video. I'm on a lot more video now, now that I have my own story to tell. And it's not fiction. It's not something a playwright wrote. I care more about what I have to say now than I've ever cared about anything before. And it's me through the fear, the anxiety about being on video, being vulnerable more than anything else, because it just means that much to me. It's not that the fear goes away. It's that I have something to carry me through it that's more powerful. Uh, and, and I think this is a good segue as we go towards our, our close here, Lila, is that, uh, again, going back to what we said at the beginning, it's that that intention is, it's not about you, it's what it is that you want to say, why right. is this important, why should anybody care? And when you're not so focused on yourself, and even though you go through this whole anxiety process, and <laughs> thank you for sharing that, because yeah. uh, it's true, because we all, we're all, nobody ever wakes up and goes, man, oh man, I'm feeling so confident today, I can't wait to put myself on video, <laughs> tell, tell, tell the world. <laughs> so Lila, where can we learn more about you and say things better? Well, follow me in for sure. Or if you're listening to this, connect, send a connection request. You might have to hit the three dots near my name somewhere on my LinkedIn profile to see the word connect. Mm-hmm. But please connect. If you are an audience member of This Feels Right, you're already the kind of person that I want to be connected to. I don't just want you following. And I do have lots of open connections. So please do. Um, hit that connect button on LinkedIn. Find Lila Smith. You can follow Say Things Better. You can follow Lila Lasagna on Instagram. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you can go to saythingsbetter.com. Thank you so much. And uh, and I want to thank um, uh, thank you, Lila, for this. This was really wonderful. And uh, uh, as you said, um, also, I'd like uh, our listeners to know, to uh, I'd love to also connect with you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on today's episode or on any guests that we've had and you want to learn more about. Uh, also, we'd love to learn more about is there something at work that doesn't feel right or conversations that for you doesn't feel right. So uh, connect with us on uh, LinkedIn at Joel Silverstone or Twitter at Silverstone. Silverstone Talk, or come on over to the website, uh, joelsilverstone.com, and let us know your thoughts about the topics or guests, or something you'd like to learn more about, or something doesn't quite feel right. We'll take a break. I want to thank again, Lila Lila Smith, for joining us at Say Things Better. We'll take a little break, and we'll be back with our clutter coach, Kim Sneath. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to TFR. This feels right. If you have a question or comment for Joel Silverstone, please send an email to joel at joelsilverstone.com. Again, that's joel at joelsilverstone.com. Now, back to TFR. Welcome back to part two, TFR, This Feels Right. Uh, Before we jump in, we've got Kim Sneath, the clutter coach here, and let's just check in with Kim. Kim, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling excited to speak to you today. (laughs) We're excited too. This is great. (laughs) Uh, So listeners, you're in the right place if you want to learn from leaders and coaches and speakers who will be sharing their examples and perspectives on how they're able to influence behaviors, ideas, and actions and not be manipulative uh, to the point where the other person asks themselves, does this feel right? Uh, Today's episode is about getting through the clutter and really connecting with ourselves and those around us to let go and feel more confident in making those decisions. And we've already heard from Lila Smith sharing her steps and mindsets and techniques around that. And now we've got Kim Sneath, who will be also sharing her steps, mindsets, and techniques. Kim Sneath is the clutter coach. Uh, What that... (laughs) What that means is that she is a professional organizer and she's able to liberate you from your clutter. And I love this, Kim, is to be able to transform your space and therefore you are transforming your life. So I love that. It's about getting unstuck. It's about getting back to feeling your best. Uh, And Kim offers a residential. She's based in Canada on the East Coast, uh, but she also has this online program, Space for Grace, and we'll talk about that. That's a five-step method. Um, And we'll also talk a little bit more about Kim and I have known each other for many years, and (laughs) we've we've had an opportunity to travel to Europe and the U.S. and Canada, uh, delivering uh, communication skills, workshops and sessions, especially around difficult conversations. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But Kim, uh, welcome to TFR again. 
Thank you. I feel so welcome. That's a beautiful intro. Well, that's what I want to check. Did I get that right? <laughs> you did. You're spot on, Joel. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Kim. Um, so let's talk about clutter because you know we as we were leading up to the show so many people were responding online about oh I can't wait to hear about this this is this is kind of like everybody's everybody wants some ideas because I think it starts with this idea of and I, we all feel this overwhelmed about you know where do we start so that's my first question to you Kim you know where do we where does one start if they want to get decluttered Mm, that's a great question. So if you have clutter and if it's been uh, around for a while, the first step is really deciding why. Why do I really want to get mm. organized? Because without the why, you're not going to get through. It's just like dieting or exercising. Yeah, so what, what, are, what are some examples of why? Because maybe, maybe mm. I don't have much imagination and I can't even figure out my why besides the basic, well, I just want to, uh, <laughs> I want to just, you know, make sure that the kids' toys have a place to go. Yeah, and that's because you're a pretty organized person and it's hard for people who are organized to imagine it. When you aren't, mm-hmm. um, the why, you, you kind of forget the why, but it's there beneath the clutter. So if you think of the areas in your home, Mm-hmm. Um, I find that the clutter, it's really interesting when I go into people's homes or I speak with them over the phone, uh, where their, lo- their clutter is located is often an indication of where they really want to transform their life. So I can give you an example if you like. Yeah, please. So say if there's that back room and they often call it the junk room or that's the place where all the stuff goes and we don't open the door, sometimes it's a thought for for a homeowner to want to start that home business or really want to get scrapbooking as a hobby or um, maybe they want to have a baby and they've been struggling getting pregnant and that will be the baby's room. And Mm -hmm. it's just funny how the clutter ends up in that room and it's blocking what you really want. So that's why ask what is the why Uh, the same thing can go for your kitchen often people who want to get in shape or lose a bit of weight um, their kitchens are often quite cluttered yeah yeah and that's and that's interesting because it's it's kind of so is that a, a a mental or emotional thing like i i i know this is some this is a part of my other objective i want to i said lose weight or i want to cook more but i i subconsciously make it difficult for that to happen by, by exactly like, it we subcon because there's lots of places that you could put your stuff right in your home mm-hmm. uh, garages basements all over but we subconsciously choose where it goes it's really not um it, it's really funny when you look at it and when you bring that to light when i bring that to light with clients it's often a surprise to them actually I like one of the quotes that are uh, that you've shared, which is uh, a lot of your clients say, "I can now step into my space and breathe." Oh yeah. Um, so tell me a bit more about that because yeah. that's uh, that's you know it's interesting because that's uh, I guess it's it, they didn't see it or they didn't think it was possible. I mean, what does that yeah. mean? That's all of it. They don't see it. I often say to people, I see space where others see none. And at the end of a three-hour session, I mean, I just had one with a a couple. They're retired. They're artists. So they're painting at home. So they have a lot of stuff with that. And um, I went in and, and by the end of three hours, it's like... They're see they're like I never thought of putting that there, or I never thought that closet could hold stuff in this way. Um, so they they what was ask your question again because there was another part that I wanted to 
Yeah, well, so people are saying I can step into my space and breathe. So yeah. what 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 does that mean? So like so you could see it, they can't yeah. see it. Um but it's like the it's almost like um they they couldn't even imagine it, I guess. That's right. They can't imagine it. It's I often say it's like a an editor for a book or a director of a play. You need that outside eye and I'm that outside eye that comes in. And that's why I get people talk about my energy, but I get so excited by people's spaces because there is so much possibility. And here's the other half of it is what's really exciting to me and the the other layer to it mm-hmm. is um there's so much possibility within the person I'm I'm coaching and that's why I call it like my tagline is transform your space and your life yeah. because I just the bigger transformation for me a lot of people want to see those before and after pictures and the beautiful living rooms and so on but for me I wish I could take a picture of the person's face before mm-hmm. and after and yeah, they they can breathe. And I wanted to address that word breathe. People are often very um, nervous to have me in. They Even though we speak over the phone first, um, and I assure them I've seen it all and I'm not going to judge and I'm mm-hmm. there only to help. Uh, they're kind of spinning when I first arrive. And sometimes if I'm sensing that in them, I say, let's just take a moment and breathe and let's talk again about what you said on the phone because you said you wanted to do xyz we're going to get you there so i sort of bring them back down to earth because the clutter causes mind clutter which causes emotional and and that's what we're here to talk about today too joel is the emotions right yeah well this is this is it it's it's uh, it's not <laughs> what i'm hearing is i'm hearing it's not just about going to ikea and getting some shelves and yeah. organizing things and some boxes yeah. um it's it's a mind clutter. It's it's that it's a, it changes your perspective on yourself. And and I think I like that example you give, which is it's not pictures of before and after because that's just organizing. But Perfect. it's yeah. It's it's a mindset about how to how to get that person from from A to Z in a sense. Not even A to B, but A to Z. That's right. And you you asked me how do they start? And mm-hmm. it's starting with A and then B and, you know, gentle steps. And yeah. then it snowballs and people, it's like they catch the fever and they, they really, I start to see session after session, if they do multiple sessions, um, this this acceleration of energy that comes with releasing their clutter, seeing their space for what it is. And also there's a huge freedom that happens internally with them. And I don't think they even realize it until they start. And then they get excited and they start to realize, oh my God, I can do it. I've had this stuff for 12 years and they feel free. Yeah, and and again, it's it is a series of of gentle steps, um, and I think that's often we just sort of look at it and go whatever it is we do in life, whether it be a clutter, uh, physical or <laughs> just a clutter mm-hmm. in life, and just go, oh, there's no way I'm going to get to Z, and we're 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 going, oh, it's it's a series of small steps to to get there, and. I also like what you say about that you, you don't judge. So I think that's that's a you know when I ask you where do we start, I think that's where it starts is that this is a, a judgment free zone uh, when you begin with someone. Yeah, and you know you and I often and in the work that we did together, uh, coach to empathy. It was one of the first skills that we coached to. So I have a lot of empathy for these people because. Um, 
they're already judging themselves pretty harshly. Mm -hmm. uh, in particular, women judge themselves much more than men. That's why 90 to 95% of my clients are women is because, you know, despite where we're at in, in our careers and mm -hmm. how far we've come, um, there's still an inherent belief that, oh, I'm a failure if I can't make my home uh, work uh, and be efficient. I'm, a, I'm not a good mother. I'm, they, they really, and they've studied this. There's right. actual studies where, I think there's a study at a UCLA where um, they study the cortisol levels and it actually correlates directly to the amount of stuff in a woman's home, but not in a man's. Men view it very differently, like, hey, look at all the great stuff I have. Um, and when they're done with it, they're like, well, let's just haul it out in one go. Right. So, yeah, and they, they're not, it's not this emotional connection. Yeah. And that's why couples, when I do work together with them, is helping them understand that, hey, you guys are actually on the same team. You're on team, let's get this house working efficiently. Let's, let's love where we live again. Mm-hmm. But you're coming at it from different approaches. And it's very, and, and this isn't always the man and the woman feeling this way. Sometimes mm -hmm. it is, but... Um, I try to make them understand that you're just coming at it with different approaches. So it's frustrating for the man to have to think, wow, she has to go through every item. That's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really upsetting for the woman to think he's not understanding. Mm -hmm. I need time. <laughs> so I, I help them come together on that. So it's a, it's a little bit of marriage counseling as well that's involved. I, yeah, I often say that it's I'm not a therapist or yeah. a marriage counselor, but it is therapeutic, and you probably will <laughs> be getting along better after. <laughs> well, as as you brought up the that you and I have worked, you know, again in Europe and U.S. and uh, Canada around those those difficult conversations, and it starts with empathy. And you know, if you recall, Kim, well, you know, one of the other key pieces, and and what you're saying here is uh, the end goal for all those courses was always about two things. One was to get to dialogue, and the way we're going to get to dialogue, the sort of secret ingredient besides empathy was find the mutual purpose. That's right, the common ground and feeling yeah. safe. They have to feel safe. They, they have to feel safe. And I think this mutual purpose is... Um, you know, two people are trying to declutter a house. If one has an emotional connection to it, and the other one is, you know, let's just get it done, is what I'm hearing. Uh, so how do we how do we remind us? That it's like we're we are working towards a mutual purpose. We just might have some different ways to to get there, and but mm -hmm. we will get there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I used to always um, when people call me on the phone, they say. Uh, should my husband be there or should I just do it on my own? And I, I always say the person who has the attachment to the clutter, that's who I usually work with. Right. It's absolutely fine if you're, let's say, let's just for simplicity's sake, say your husband is there, um, but I'm going to put him to work. <laughs> right. So if he's willing and open, then that's great. And then what I do with couples is I, I separate them. I put them in different areas, different projects. Yeah. And then um, once they see that each other is um, accomplishing the same goal, you should see the tension release. It's amazing. 
Well, this is this is a great uh, example of, of what we talked about of of influencing without authority, which is uh, know your audience, uh, know what's important to them. So you've yeah. you've got years of experience of understanding that you know if you're dealing with two people with clutter, one person is probably going to have an emotional attachment, and one person is going to be more task oriented. Yeah. So that's how you're going to communicate. You're not going to say you're not going to come in like the military drill sergeant, blow your whistle, and say this is what's going to happen. You do this, you do that. <laughs> Uh, you, you're, pay, you're, you're modeling that patience at the beginning uh, mm-hmm. to be able to influence them. Yeah, that's it, Joel. Thanks for saying that. And um, I, it, it took while, a while for me to learn that because when I started my business back in 2007, I started it actually in home staging because I love interior design. Uh, for me, there wasn't enough of a connection, a human connection. Oftentimes, I didn't even meet the homeowners. I just worked directly with real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that was a lot of fun. Um, But when I started to transition into professional organizing, I joined the professional organizers in Canada. There is an association for that. Okay. Um, And in the States, it's NAPO, National Organization of Professional Organizers. So, hey, if you're out there listening and you are looking for a professional organizer in your area, those are two places to start. Um, But what I did is I mentored with organizers who had been doing this for a number of years because while I grew up organized and I just in, inherently have those skills mm-hmm. I, I've got to I've got to do what I'm now doing I've got to communicate that I've got to show them what's in my head uh, the vision that I have so that took a little while for me to to hone you and and fair enough and you're and you're and you're coming from a communication skills background uh coaching and and a theatrical background as well so yeah. it, it's it i think what we're you know where we're hearing the theme is that um it's a learning curve and you, you sometimes you only learn if you put yourself in there and you're open to hearing what people are, are saying to you and and what do you observe as well for sure for sure we learn so much from our clients every time what I'd like to do is I want to take a little uh, what we call improv, improve your communication style break. Uh, and then afterwards, I want to come back and talk about your your online. Um, you know, if we can't get you to come to our house, yeah. I'll talk about this online space for grace five-step method and, and your Facebook clutter group as well. But let's yeah. let's take a little what we call improv your communication style break, uh, which is, Kim, if you're – let me check with safety here. Uh, <laughs> got a safe environment here. Are you, are you up for doing? this i'm ready okay great we're going to do something we like to call yes but Mm. uh so what it is is uh kim uh we're going to pretend that we are a couple based on your based on what you were just speaking about we're a couple and uh you would like to uh do some renovations around the house Mm. i'm I'm gonna just so you know i'm always gonna start off the answer with yes but okay all right, and then we'll do it for just a few seconds, and then we'll we'll switch. I'll I'll give you. We'll try it again with a different technique. So here we oh. go. Do, do I start? Yeah, you start us off with some ideas around. Right, home, so. Get me on board to renovate the house. Okay, honey, I've got these awesome um, decor magazines and also some paint chips. So this weekend, I want to talk about changing the living room color. Yes, but uh, that just sounds like an enormous amount of work going through paint colors. Can't we just do it white? Yeah, I actually agree with that. Uh, white is the blank canvas, and then we can use color with our cushions and all that kind of thing and artwork. Uh, yes, but I didn't realize it was going to involve looking at all kinds of different colors as well. Uh 
Well, if you like, I can pick. Yes, but then I have to live with it. How about I pick a top three? Yes, but maybe it's more than three. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's pause right here. Let's switch gears here. Don't change anything. Let's go back in time. Back in time. And now, I'm going to, just so you know, Kim, I'm going to answer everything with yes and. Okay. All right, try it again. Take two. All right, so this weekend, I think we should look at changing up the living room and doing some new decor. Yes, and finally, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. I am so on board. Let's let's hit some colors. Oh, I'm so excited! Look, I've got my color deck. I was thinking of white. What do you think about that? Yes, and white is so good because that's a great place to start, and then we can you know d- add add to that right the, with the different colors. Lovely. Yeah, because I know you really like um, sp- sports themes, so <laughs> <laughs> I want to try to incorporate that. Said no woman ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Ed, perfect. We'll pause right there. <laughs> All right, Kim, how did you feel with the yes but? Oh, it's really hard. Like you, <laughs> It's like pushing a boulder up a hill and trying to stay positive. It's, it's so true. It, may, it makes the other person work so hard. How did you feel when you were being yes-anded? excited and uh just like we're we're on the same team and we're building towards something yeah it was a lot more fun uh, absolutely and that's the whole idea with it behind that improv exercise is that mm-hmm. uh we we say yes but all the other person hears is the but uh yeah. and that you're making the other person work really hard and uh kim as you know when you say yes and maybe maybe you're not completely agreeing to the idea uh but you, the idea of yes and is you're at least open to collaborative and that that goes a lot that speeds up the process a lot more and it ties right into empathy and it ties into being empathetic absolutely because you're you're you don't necessarily have to share the ideas or share the feelings but you can see that this is important to the other person and so you're at least being open mm-hmm. yeah uh, so let's segue from that into space for grace <laughs> tell us a bit about space for grace kim All right, so I created this program, which as I call it, the five-step pathway to clear your clutter for good, because there's five letters in the word of grace, and grace is the acronym for the the five steps. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I'll tell you a little bit about the program, but I think I'll tell you the steps first. So G is going within, and that ties into pretty much the first question you asked me is, is what do you start with? And I talked about the why. So in that whole first week of the program, we do exercises that um, we don't touch your house, your clutter, nothing like that. It's all about the internal journey. Why do you even want to get organized and so on? So going within. Uh, the second is R, release, and release without fear because, and that's purging and letting go and decluttering, but release without fear, so many people have so many fears over letting go of stuff. What if I need it? Well, just in case, and, and so on. Right. Uh, then A is align, so let's remember what you said in week one going within, let's align with that vision again, and also aligning in actual physical organizing is uh, putting like with like, and let's sorting things out, containing them. And then uh, C is <laughs> cultivate new habits, mm-hmm. because what got you disorganized in the first place are the habits that got you there, let's let's. Um, be aware of those and then let's talk about starting up a new habit like I'm always going to hang my keys when I come in the front door rather than I don't know just like things like that right 
They can be little or they can be big. Like I'm going to set boundaries, boundaries with my children or my husband or something um, so that I have a little more time and therefore more space. Mm -hmm. And then E, the last week is really about embodying everything you learned in the program and feeling um, empowered. And um, these five steps happen over six weeks because I give two weeks for release, two weeks for going through all your clutter. This is this is lovely because this is so organized uh, and such a method. But you know, hard hard to do it by by yourself. Like so that you know to have Kim Sneed, the clutter coach, guide you through this process and um, va- validate so many things that are going to happen along the way to make you feel, as you said, uh, uh, imbo- to be able to embody this because it is. It's about it's not just about decluttering. It's about changing behaviors and changing your mindset. That's right. And if there's time, I'd like to just say what the course encompasses. Well, let's let, I, I'll give you a minute and then we'd love yep. to learn more about where we can find out more about you. So maybe put that all in. Yep. So it is a Facebook group that's private. So you have me right there. I do a once a week group coaching call with that. So I support you through each step of the, of the program. You have videos and audios. So you're watching me teach you how to declutter. It's like I'm right there in your house. And then you yeah. have the exercises with the program. And 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 so Kim, where so where can we you know sign up for this or find out more about about you and and the the, the clutter group and and the space for grace? So where where do we find yeah. out more information about all this? So two ways I'd say are the easiest to find me is my website, and you can contact me through there as well. So that's just simply www at kimsneath.com. and then my clutter busters group on Facebook. You can ask to join that. So that's Clutterbusters, and it's a Facebook group, and um, love to have you. There's over 600 women from all over the world in that group. That's congratulations. So that's great. So kimsneath.com to uh, to find out more, and then the Clutterbusters group on uh, on Facebook. So thank you so much, Kim, and um, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to uh, to today's show about really getting through that clutter and connecting. Uh, I encourage you to connect with us um, on uh, LinkedIn at Joel Silverstone or on Twitter at Silverstone Talk, or on our website uh, www.joelsilverstone.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic topics or guests that you'd like to learn more about or you'd like to see coming up on the show. And also, if there's something you want to share that mm, doesn't feel right and you'd like us to talk about this. So thank you very much to our guests, Lila Smith and Kim Sneath. This was a, a wonderful show, and we really, again, got a lot of insights and a lot of information. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone on TFR This Feels Right. We will talk to you again next week. Thank you, and um, have a good week. Thank you for tuning in to TFR. This feels right. Please join host Joel Silverstone for another edition next Friday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again soon. 